When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. As we are now a month into this baseball season, let's have a nice discussion on the pitch clock. And we're joined by a very special guest. I heard this guy calling up the fan, uh, was upset with me, was talking to Tiki and Tierney and giving his opinion on why the pitch clock sucks. And I heard it. And I said, we got to have a long debate about this. Cause I think one of the problems is unfortunately on the fan is that we can't like talk about it with a caller for 25 minutes. It's more quick, quick, boom, boom. Then I hang up on you or then the host hangs up on you and we move on. So here on the Rico, we're going to have a very fair open discussion about the pitch clock. And that man is Andrew who called up Tiki and Tierney. Andrew, thank you for coming on the Rico. I appreciate it. How you doing, pal? I'm doing well. I appreciate the uh, invite. I didn't think my, uh, I guess my fiery call into Tiki and Tierney would, would get me on here. But yes, between you and Tierney at the time, it, it got me fired up talking about the pitch clock. This was, I guess, shortly right after the WBC. So uh, definitely wanted to hash it out a little bit. Well, I actually, I remember hearing the call. I couldn't disagree with Brandon more on his reasoning. Like, I like mm-hmm. the pitch clock too, but I, if memory serves correct, I think his reasoning was, look, I have a life. I want to go to bed, which... Yeah. I understand and respect that's just not going to be my point to you. I have kind of different reasons for why I like the pitch clock, but here's my question to you. And I'm going to, I'm going to answer the same damn thing. I promise you this. We're a month into the baseball season. What is your favorite part about the pitch clock? And I will give you my least favorite part about the pitch clock. Obviously that kind of challenges us right off the gate to talk about kind of the opposite opinion of what we truly have. So for you, a month into a baseball season Tell me one or two things, if you could think of two, that you like about this new pitch clock. That's tough. That is definitely a tough question. Come um, on, you're gonna you're gonna say nothing, bro? No, I'm not gonna say nothing because <laughs> the I do like that they're getting down to the task at hand quicker. I get it. Batters getting the batter's box and pitchers ready to go. I understand the premise, so I will give it that. I don't mind that they're moving at that pace. Okay. From just on a on a basic level, I'll leave it at that. I don't mind the fact that they're moving at that pace, but I still almost have a problem with it too. But we'll, yeah. I give you. I could come up with like five negatives, and a few of them are incredibly selfish and stupid. So I'll get those out of the way real quick. Uh, I'm teaching my six year old how to score baseball. He's been doing it for about a year, and he's into it. Like wants to copy what dad does. And sometimes the pace of the game is way too quick. And sometimes when I'm telling him, oh, okay, that's 6-3, now that's 5-3, the next pitch comes and his brain is like, dad, 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 can you pause it? Can you pause it? So I've noticed that in teaching my kid. Uh, but that's a, a purely selfish level, I admit. 
I think that the moment where a guy gets a standing ovation, and I know it's few and far between, but we've seen two examples of it so far in the early season. I think one was Cody Bellinger's return to L.A., and I think the other was a kid making his major league debut after about a decade in the minor leagues. I do think that the umpires need to show a feel for the game more and realize that the rule, while it needs to be firm, I think you can be sometimes a little bit more – I guess, casual about when you start the clock. Because I don't think we want to ruin those kinds of moments. Guy's making his big return, and he's getting a huge standing ovation. We're so used to that guy maybe stepping out of the box, tipping his hat. And again, this is really, really rare. There's only two examples of it that I could think of from the first month of the season. But I would want the umpires to, while enforce the rule, not go crazy about it and enforce it by saying, hey, here's a pitch clock violation. Here's a strike. I think that's crazy. Um, the, the only other thing I could think of is, and I'm sure this is probably something you guys are going to completely agree with. Cause I know Pete's still sort of on your side. I don't want to <laughs> see ideally an at bat end because of a violation. It's there. I get why it's there. It's the only way you can enforce this. But when I've seen a, a violation to have a strikeout or a violation that turns the count in a significant way, I'm not going to lie to you and say, it's not a big deal. It, it sucks. I don't want that. I don't prefer that. I think it's one of the evils of the good that comes out of it. But those would be my list of things that even I, as you know, a big pitch clock supporter, I would say I have not loved that over the first month. Okay. Uh, yeah, I would say that every one of those negatives, even though you may think some of them are selfish, none of them can be ignored. Like they are the big, some of the biggest reasons why the pitch clock is awful. So you know, one of the things you brought up, and I was going to get into it, one of the things you brought up is your experience with your kid, right? The actual watching the game, maybe it's going to the game is, is the bigger point. But the the experience with, you know, your children, friends, uh, nieces, you know, whomever it is, the actual experience of going to a ball game, following the ball game and everything like that. It's not a good thing for it to be moving at such a fast pace where you can't have those type of experiences. I know not everyone's scoring the game like you are or like your son may be, but there is an overall experience to it. So this rushed aspect is not enhancing that in any way, nor is it, I think, it's getting any little kid, which I know this is the whole premise, jumping to watch the, the, the game now because, oh, my gosh, look how fast it's going. That's what we were missing. It, it, it's just not – you'd have to show me the data that, that shows me that – the viewership is going to be booming because they you know, sped things along. I don't think we're ever going to see this quickly, like the game change in terms of attendance or ratings this quickly. I think, you know, if kids didn't like baseball, and I'm sure that's been a problem over the last few years, I don't necessarily think they were going to tune in because they heard there's a pitch clock and fall right in love. I think it's more when a dad or mom shows baseball to their kid for the first time, it just moves faster. And I do think that's a positive because you don't want them after 25 seconds or 45 seconds between pitches to kind of look around and say, Hey, I'm bored. So I don't think it's a flip of the switch thing that we would notice right away, but I do think that the action happening at a faster pace has to be a good thing in this day and age for kids. It has to be. I think that they could have. And the reason why you're never going to get the data you're looking for in the future is because they change too much at the same time. So when they look at and see, oh, wow, you know, ratings are doing so much better or they're doing so much worse in the future. Well, what is that attributed to? Is it attributed to the stolen base, you know, uh, right, the, right. the pickoff thing? Is it is it uh, attributed to the bigger bases? Is it attributed to the DH? They've done too much all at once for you to really break down, oh, this is the reason why we moved in a certain direction. 
I believe that a kid would have saw more action just from the banning of the shift alone. That's the only thing you had to do was ban the shift and you were going to see a completely different action to the but game. That, listen, that had a positive impact so far, but mm -hmm. don't you agree that there were going to be times I've watched, you know, every Met game so far this year and there are games I walk away from where I say, I'll give you a specific one. It was the other night when Jose Budo pitched and he walked six guys in four and a third innings. And the game was two hours and 45 minutes. And I left the ballpark thinking to myself, if there was no pitch clock, just Budo himself would have taken so much longer in between pitches. That's a three and a half hour game. And that's a three and a half hour game that would have featured very little action because there were so many walks. So I know it's one specific game, but that's how I've kind of viewed it. I've walked out of a game thinking, hey, did the pitch clock make any difference on this game? I think on a game like that where there's so little contact and you've got a young pitcher that's struggling to throw strikes, you don't think that that probably cut out the 45 seconds of a pitcher kind of stepping off, going through the motions, trying to figure out all right, how the hell am I going to throw a strike? Because that that's unwatchable. And I love baseball more than anything other than my family. That's unwatchable. Yeah. Do you know for a fact that Budo wouldn't have uh, kind of gained his composure had he had maybe 10 seconds to throw a strike into the zone and not walk everyone like a merry-go-round? I'm not saying I'm advocating for a guy to take a I, I never liked that part of it. But you're focusing on, on an April game with the Mets. I totally get it. And listen, it drives me crazy watching that. And would it Wait, be but Hold so on, hold on. Let me, let me ask you about this, just to focus on that. Do you agree that there have been games this season, like that one or others, that benefited greatly from there being a clock? It's so tough. I, listen, I watch with Mets goggles. So the issue, the, the two issues here is when I try to break down the pitch clock, I have to almost separate my view of a Mets baseball game and a baseball game. Because to me, it doesn't matter what's going on. If the Mets are winning, I'm entertained. If the Mets are losing, I think it's the worst thing on earth, right? It's, it's, so it's tough for me, I'm, to be fully honest with you. If I'm looking from the outside, you know, looking in, yeah, I'm sure it, the pitch clock did assist there because it was nothing but walks. There was no action. And it, it probably would have been way worse had the game been drawn out, him stepping off, and then continue to walk. Guys, I totally get that. Not that we know that would have happened, but let's say you're right that that's what happened. But it's impossible to really look at it that way unless you're talking about a nationally televised ESPN game, right, where you're going to get non-fans of that team tuning into that game, right? I think there's a lot more fans that watch with their fan goggles that care about winning and losing the game in their fandom. So it's tough to ask, you know, a fan I, that way. Dude, I completely agree in that I would rather watch a not lack of action four-hour mech game that we win than a neat, tidy two-hour, 20-minute game that we lose. I'm a fan just like you. Obviously, I put winning first. And, you know, if the pitch clock is hurting guys on my team, you know, obviously that's also going to negatively kind of take your opinion on it. But I think the game aesthetically has been more aesthetically pleasing. I really do. Like, there hasn't been the step-offs, the 45 seconds in between pitches. Now, you're right that you could create a scenario where – hey, maybe that guy struggled because of the pitch clock. Maybe Jose Budo wasn't throwing strikes because he only had 20 seconds between pitches with guys on base. It's a complete hypothetical I don't know. The only thing I can compare it to is games from like the last 10 years where we've watched ugly baseball games where there's a ton of walks and it takes three and a half hours. And I love the baseball and I love watching it, but three and a half hours every single night when we're getting the same amount of action now in two and a half hours, to me seems like a no-brainer, like the negatives that you bring up. And there will be negatives you bring up that I'll shake my head on and say, you're right. I think they're outweighed by the fact that every single night we're seeing a game that moves at a good pace. I hate to bring up time of game. I know I'm going to do it. 
It's more the pace of it. Like, okay, it's moving, it's moving, it's moving. And I think that's more aesthetically pleasing. No. It, in some situations, I understand it, but you know what? You can't replace bad talent. You, you can't. There's nothing you could do by uh, to shake up a poor performance by any sport. If if a team isn't shooting that night in basketball, there's nothing you do to make it to pretty it up. If a team is just constantly walking guys over and over again, whether it's moving fast or slow, it's still going to look ugly. So I think if you just have a very competitive back and forth game, you're never going to be wishing for that. All right, let's get this going. You know what I mean? If if Budo is on top of his stuff that night and he's throwing uh, the pitches, you know, with command. He's not walking guys. You're not going to say, all right, let's just hurry, uh, hurry this up already. I'm glad this didn't get dragged out. So you're, there's nothing you could do with a pitch clock or not. That's going to mask horribly poor yeah. performance. On no, no, but, but, but that's where I disagree with you. I think the pitch clock did the other night because you had a guy walk six batters in four and a third innings and it didn't take two hours to occur. So while it was ugly that he wasn't throwing strikes, I'm not saying like that part of the baseball was pretty. It wasn't endless. You know, I mean, think about that. You're sitting at home. I was at the game that night, but you're sitting at home, you're watching TV. And in the course of 25 minutes, you see no balls put in play and you see four walks and you see two strikeouts. Like, that's not good. If you get the same action, but you do it in 15 minutes, while I'm not saying it's pretty, it's better. Don't you think that's better? Yeah, in that aspect, it's better. I mean, you have to weigh it because what's more important, you know, this goes back to basically what got me to call in originally was right after the WBC, right? So in your moment, you had the Jose, you had the um, the Budo six walks, and th- this is what we were focusing on. Like that inning would have been horrible if it was dragged out. But then my counter was the reason why I called in was I had the Mike Trout versus uh, Shohei Otani Right. Biggest matchup that you could possibly ask for two captains of their respective countries going against each other. And otherwise, they never would because they're teammates, obviously. It was just the biggest thing ever. We know they would have violated like 16 pitch clock, uh, you know, rules in that one exchange. And rightfully so, because it needed that it needed to breathe. It needed to build up. Right. So for every Budo experience, I think it's much more important. We don't miss out on that climactic you know moment let's call it playoff let's call it wbc whatever i think those are way more important to let breathe than hey let's get rid of those budo six walk innings okay i got two counters to that one is going to be weaker than the other but let me get the weaker one out of the way then i think that more times than not over the course of a 162 game season we are dealing with regular games that need a better pace like those moments are fewer and far between now i know that's not the greatest argument because The simple retort is, well, those moments are bigger and they matter more. So I don't want to trade that moment for the 50 games in April and May that move slowly. But here's my real counter to that. And I don't think we've experienced it yet. So I'm going to really have to go back to last year. Edwin Diaz was brilliant for us last year. There were a few games that he made us nervous in. Um, There was a game against the Phillies, I think, when he put a bunch of guys on base. It was a game against the Braves where it wasn't an easy save. right? It was a a drama-filled save. And I don't remember losing anything from the fact that Edwin Diaz was the fastest working reliever in baseball, that Edwin Diaz always fulfilled what the new pitch clock rule would have been. Edwin Diaz, and it was, I noticed it last year because I always thought relievers were the biggest abusers of the pitch clock. I still felt that way. Edwin Diaz was the opposite. I never felt in any of those dramatic saves last year that we lost drama because Edwin Diaz worked as fast as he did. Did you? Not even close, but again, we weren't looking for drama, right? So you and I, all three of us really, 
we love that Edwin Diaz would come in, go one, two, three, mow him down, get him out of there because we wanted him to come in one, two, three, mow him down and get him out of there, right? So I guarantee you right now, you wouldn't feel good about an Edwin Diaz experience if he was going out there rushing, throwing over their head, you know, for pitch one and then giving up a home run like in 2019. Yeah, but but you're creating a bad situation. Like I'm saying we're getting the same drama but we're doing it in a quicker package. Like that Otani Trout moment, which was an awesome moment with no pitch clock. If we got that exact moment, but Otani was quicker in getting the baseball and pitching it, do you really think we would have lost anything from it? Yeah, if it was a lot quicker, I think we definitely would have lost something from it. I think there's a there's a part of it. Like Diaz is, was almost like a change of pace to the game where it's like it was part of his mystique. And it, if the whole game moved it there, it, it it's not the same. You know what I mean? Like hear him come in and be like, bang, bang, bang. That was just part of what he did. In, that was like part of the um, the intensity. You know, it was just that he was that that fireball out of the bullpen ready to go. The whole game, not everyone is like that. It, it, that was part of his own mystique. The Otani Trout. No, you needed that build. You needed fans coming to their feet. You needed him stepping out, sweating the fact that Otani might throw one of, you know, four pitches at him at all different speeds. You needed that buildup, just like in a playoff moment. Then I know if they rushed, it would have, okay. one, killed the moment, and two, if they got hit with a violation well, to end I, that listen, at bat. Listen, listen. Oh, my goodness. I agree with you, and I don't think we've seen it yet. In a month into this baseball season, I don't think we've seen that back-breaking violation. We've seen violations, no doubt. There was a few, I think, like, Early in the year, Kodai Seng is ahead 0-2 and basically said, ah, screw it, I'm going to take the violation. It's 1-2, mm-hmm. not the end of the world. We've seen things like that. David Peterson the other night against the Braves took a violation. So we've seen violations, but we haven't seen that backbreaking violation that you and Pete fear. Like, And do you really still think we're going to see it? Like, we're a month into the baseball season. It's still new. It's getting better because there are less violations all the time. You really think that we're going to see in August or dare I say October, a violation in a Big moment in the ninth inning? Absolutely. It doesn't have to be a uh, ninth inning, but it'll be in a high leverage situation. It will be in October or because of just how our fandom goes, it's going to be Mets versus Braves. And there's going to be two men on, you know, second and third in the seventh inning in the, in the pivotal, pivotal moment. And we're going to call for it because it's those high leverage situations when I'm scared of. It's not the fourth inning. It's not with no men on. Yeah, sure. They can all move at their own pace. But if you break down all the instances, or let's call it 90%, 90% of the instances where you're like, oh my gosh, this guy's stepping off and taking forever. It's normally because they're sweating this high leverage situation that's going on. And more times than not, they're stepping off because like, oh my gosh, I, you know, I, I fell behind Mike Trout and I'm about to blow the game because he's going to hit a three-run homer. Like, it's those big moments that they're normally dragging out. And I have no problem with that because it speaks to the, the intensity of that moment. And every fan who's a real baseball fan understands it. Yeah. Listen, here's the truth. I think that if you, and this would have been a compromise I would agree to before this season, even though it's too late now and I don't think they would go back. Would I have had a problem if they shut the clock off in the ninth inning? No. Cause I think once you get to that ninth inning, it's all bets are off, right? It's a close game. Fine. It may take a little bit longer. 